0: You're listening to nothing but the best of internet marketing talk, and you're listening to The David Conley Show. And here's your host, David Conley. Well, greetings, brothers and sisters of the planet Earth. This is your conductor, David, here, welcoming you to another fun-packed edition of our little show here coming at you from DCRadioNetwork.com How's your week been? Is everything okay? I've had kind of a rough week. I apologise in advance if I start coughing and what have you and if I sound a bit fragile. Uh, This is actually my second attempt at a show. I started one about 10 minutes ago and I had to stop because I just couldn't stop coughing, you know? I tell you what, three interesting things happened this month for me. Uh, the first thing uh, was that PHP was upgraded to 5.3, so I had to go around some of the old sites and tweak them and make them work. Next thing that happened that was kind of interesting is one of my developers uh, who works for me, actually, I only have one developer who works for me, an assistant web developer. Uh, he walked, you know, very suddenly and very dramatically. He, he basically hit the road, you know. I, th- I think he got headhunted by someone in London, and that's cool, you know, good luck. The tragedy is, you know, the third thing that's happened to me over the past few weeks is I was struck down with the flu from hell. So I do apologize for all the coughing and what have you. Um, it's just been horrendous, you know. And the funny thing is, actually, it's kind of been good because when you're, uh, you know, when you have a business and you maybe lose a key member of the team or you're knocked out with some sort of illness or, you know, you got all of this happening as has happened to me, you know, the, the, the interesting thing is that's when you really find out if you have a business or a job, you know. And if you've read Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki, you will know the difference between a business and a job, okay? Basically, uh, a business keeps going, keeps bringing in uh, revenue, even if you're not the person who is typity-type-typing away, you know? A job, on the other hand, well, that depends on you physically. And uh, if you stop working, you know, it, it stops working. So, it's kind of been interesting because, you know, uh, I've had a few major challenges this month. And, uh, as I say, you really, really find out, you know, if you've got a business or a job. Here's the news flash. I have a job, okay. Um, I, I didn't realise it, but, you know, I... Uh, With all the things that have gone on, it's just been unbelievable. And at a time when I need to be resting, you know, I've been working insane hours. Uh, Tuesday, I was working from 9am until 5.30am. Have you ever worked from 9am till 5.30am? Gee, Wednesday, I worked from 9am until 3am, you know. Decided to have an early finish that night uh last night was a little bit better, but anyway I'm not gonna go into this uh let me just tell you though if anyone ever says it you know if anyone ever looks at me and says this guy is some kind of chancer, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I want to tell you folks, I have a work ethic that would put a fleet of Chinese factory workers to shame, you know if there is anyone who has worked as many hours as me in the field of web development or internet marketing, then I have not met that person, you know. But uh, anyway, that's enough of my self-glorification. Let's talk about the topic of the day. Now, I'm continuing on the Quit Your Miserable Job series. And... um, you know, I've, we've, so far we've talked about general business models, I've talked about domain names and stuff like that, you know. Um, and I, we've talked about web hosting. Uh, today, I think I'd like to say a few words about uh, choosing web technologies for your business, okay? Now, this is kind of an interesting one because when I'm doing these shows, I'm always mindful of the fact that, If I go too technical, then I'm going to lose half the audience, you know. And if I dumb down completely and don't go technical, like, I mean, not necessarily dumb down, but you take, for example, the last show I was talking about domain name registration and stuff. And for lots of the folks listening, that'll be really easy. And, you know, they've probably done it hundreds of times. And for them, for those guys, it's possibly, you know, low level for them. It doesn't mean anyone's stupid or intelligent, it's just they've done it, you know. But this is one of those interesting topics, web technologies, because this is something that I can speak about that I think everyone has an interest in and everyone really should um, probably be paying attention to this stuff. Now, you don't need to agree with everything I say, but I am speaking to you as a guy who has basically been living and breathing web development since before they had a name for it, you know. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I am a a web developer, you know, I've built probably maybe about 300 websites. Uh, I've built tons of online shops and I don't want to start bragging, but many of the sites I've built, although many of them failed, a few of them went on and did very well. Actually, A few of them did exceptionally well, but I'm not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the technologies that you may need to use, okay? Now, (coughs) if you've ever read... Pardon me. Oh yes, that's my flu coming up and saying hello. If you've ever read any books like um, Business at the Speed of Thought by Bill Gates, you know, or... um, I'm trying to think of another, but I can't at this time. Or even if you've just checked out some of the big high-flying internet marketing people, people like Eben Pagan, Frank Kern, people like that, you know? Even people like Tony Robbins, who we maybe don't think of as an IT person, right? But when you look into companies who are making many millions on the web, even... You know, whether it be a guru or even just a big company, I've worked with some seriously big insurance companies. I built one of the biggest car leasing websites in the UK. Uh, You know, first vehicle leasing. And when you look at companies like that, which started perhaps from scratch and went on to make many, many millions. Well, the one thing that you notice that they all have in common is that they are all very serious about how they handle inquiries. Can you handle that? So, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of business you may have. For all I know, it could be some sort of IT agency, or maybe you're even just a you know, some other business. Over the weekend, I'm going to be meeting someone, and she's start yeah, she's talking about starting a venture, selling. Cards, you know, like I think it, I don't know for sure if it's homemade or what, you know, but it's some sort of cards, you know, like I think birthday cards and things of that nature, and that's cool, you know. So, so whatever the business may be, even if it's something like you know a hairdresser's or walking people's dogs or something that doesn't necessarily seem technical, I want to say to you that. Um, you really, really should pay enormous attention to how you handle your leads, okay? Now remember, a lead is basically, in this instance, a lead is just an inquiry, okay? So let's imagine you're selling, um, oh gee, me. <coughs> <coughs> well, I'm looking at uh, one of those paper punch things here. It's about the only thing lying about. So let's imagine you've got a... Uh, you know, we sell paper and you're selling those things. Now, you may have people who call you, you know, they use the telephone. You may have people who get in touch via email. And uh, with today's technologies, who knows, maybe there's a billion other ways of getting in touch also. But the key thing is that you really need to have a very intelligent robust way of dealing with that stuff. Now, this is, uh, I would say, this is possibly the, the single most important thing about running a website. Um, how you handle inquiries. Now, I want you to cast your mind back to the last time you used a website, maybe. A, now, I'm not talking about Amazon or something that you regularly use. But I'm talking about the last time that you needed something that was kind of specialist, okay? So, for example, um, I recently had to buy some specialist kind of filming stuff, you know, like uh, lights and a green screen and kind of some photography stuff just because I'm working on some video stuff with, with someone, you know? So, think about the last time you actually went on the web to get something like that. Now, cast your mind back to the way that you actually used the web. Maybe even it was a time when you got car insurance or something, okay? Do you remember what happened? That's right. You headed on, you you tried, maybe you tried a search, then you tried uh, one of them, you got a quote, and then after you got the quote request, you probably headed to three or four other websites. And then you probably submitted quote requests from them, okay? Now that is how people use the web, okay? Generally speaking, that's how they use the web. So, you know, if you're selling the uh, office stationery or something, people will generally say, right, I'm gonna go and get a quote for this stuff, or I'm gonna buy it, and they'll try usually between three and five websites, and they'll dedicate half an hour to this, submit some quote requests, and that'll be that, you know? Now, when they do that, especially if you're, this is so true if you have a service, right? If you're a web designer, or a copywriter, or some kind of social media person, I mean, for all you services people, pay attention, you know, turn the volume up to, to a living, because this is important for you guys, right? When people are looking for your stuff, they're searching, they're maybe counting your stuff, submitting a quote request, and then they're heading, and they're getting probably about three or four other quote requests, okay? That's just how it works, you know? So, when they are in this phase, usually lasts about half an hour, right? And when they're in this half hour phase of shopping around, Your job is to basically break that cycle, to end the shopping spree and to jump straight into dialogue with them as quickly as possible, okay? So, the idea if someone submits a quote request, it goes to email and then you maybe wait a wee while, a few hours, or you respond the next day, it's a complete waste of time, as far as I'm concerned. Because by then, they'll have probably been quoted by whoever else, whoever else they went to, and even if you're lucky enough to get in on it, the kind of moment of buying, you know, that kind of feeding frenzy thing that goes on, well, that's all been and gone. You're You're far too late, you know? Now, I have measured this and recorded this on massive scales you know, like when I was with First Vehicle, they were, uh, in fact, they still are, page one in Google, and they were spending four-figure sums on Google AdWords per day. I had a lot of time to test this kind of stuff that I'm talking about, and I'm giving you the best based on these tests, okay? And what we uh, discovered is that, When someone submits a quote request, you must respond as quickly as possible. Now, I know everyone's saying, well, that's obvious, but you know what? To me, that wasn't obvious. I mean, I remember back in uh, 2005, I was saying to the guy at First Vehicle, his name's Andy Bell, he's a cool guy, and I remember saying, this is insane, we need to wait an hour or half an hour. You don't want someone submitting a quote request and then, like one minute later, you phone them. Is that not a wee bit pushy? And he was like, no, it's not pushy. Just phone them, you know. And you know what? He was right and I was wrong. All of this was tested. So eventually, uh, in the case of that particular client and other large, larger clients that I've had, um, they, they would get to the stage where they had, like, plasma screens installed in the office and literally alarm bells and stuff like that going off when leads come in, you know? Now, this does sound like overkill, but I want to tell you, this is something, this is a kind of little simple concept that everyone can take advantage of. You don't need to own some massive company to get the best of the IT world, okay? So, in my opinion without going into the details of what the perfect it system should do i would say make sure that those leads are handled properly and in case you're wondering i don't think the email i don't think that email really cuts it you know because Uh, With emails, you know, they're not really that reliable. Sometimes it can be a bit slow. And what do you do if you contact someone via email and they say, well, could you phone me back in two weeks' time? How does that all fit into things, you know? You're going to jump from email to a calendar or something. It's just kind of uh, a bit much, you know? So if... uh, If you are in the business of being in business, I would really encourage you to focus on how you handle leads. Okay, I'm hammering this message home. Now, the other thing I would say to you is, uh, if you're serious about having an online business, you need to update that website, uh, you know, frequently. Or at least you need to have the ability to do that. So, I would say to you that um, it's a good practice to get a website, in fact, it's not a good practice, it's essential. You need a website which is database driven, okay? The days of getting your friend to build a site on Dreamweaver, those days have gone. You need a site that's database driven with a content management system. This is bare minimum requirements here, folks, okay? Now, there's a number of different technologies that you can use for this stuff. You know, I mean, I know that there's people listening going, you know, that messes, what? You know, and it sounds a bit heavy. But actually, it need not be that heavy. You don't have to write the code or anything. Just listen to me. Take some notes if you want, and I'll keep you right. We're going to make this easy, okay? And I'll tell you I'll tell you something. At the end of this, I may do a little challenge and see if we can put all this together, and maybe we can actually starts some cool stuff, you know? So just stick with me here, okay? Now, there are lots of technologies that you can use for databases and content management systems and all that type of stuff, okay? Let me save you some time here. All you need to do is make sure that your website has PHP and MySQL. That's uh, one kind of word, if I can call it that. We have an uppercase M, lowercase Y, and then capital S, capital Q, capital L. You need PHP and MySQL. Now, what are those? Well, oh, PHP is just a kind of programming language for building websites, you know? MySQL is a database that happens to... Uh, talk to PHP, you know, the two of them get along very, very well. Now, I was one of the first commercial PHP developers in Europe. I can say that without bragging because uh, when I was going to all of the PHP forums and boards and what have you, discussion forums, uh, a long time ago, uh, I could look around and I could see the locations and what have you and I was actually one of the first people to get into PHP. Now back then, uh, the reasons why I chose PHP were because it was fast, it was reliable, and technically it just looked better than the competition, you know. But the funny thing is, you don't have to worry about any of that, because the simple fact is, is that now, uh, unlike me, you don't have to take a risk. PHP is now the most popular coding language on the web, okay? And PHP and MySQL is, you know, they're basically like Laurel and Hardy, you know, they really go together, except uh, they don't have quite as many comical disasters. So, uh, that's the vibe, okay? Now, why should it matter that it's the most popular thing on the web? Well, that's obvious, because if you need something changed, you know, if you need something upgraded, if there's a repair that needs done, well, you want to know that there's going to be a good supply of people who can fix your website or upgrade it or change it or do whatever, you know, and hopefully for a low cost, so... That's why we're going for PHP, okay? The other reason, of course, is because, you know, well, because it's so popular, you can usually get add-ons and things quite easily, and you can technically do all sorts of amazing things, okay? So, um, that is pretty much the recommendation. Give me a second here. I'm sorry about the annoying typing sound. I had to type something in my laptop there. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, that's pretty much the the deal. So, uh, I hope you enjoyed yesterday's show, which was all about design. You now know how to get an awesome web design if you listen to the last show. Now we are talking about the actual system, the web development and what have you. So, I'm going to um, just wrap up by talking specifics, okay? Um, and forgive me if this gets a wee bit technical for some of you, but I'll try and keep it light, all right? So, as far as PHP goes, there are a number of different uh, systems which actually use PHP and they enable people to build sites very quickly and very easily. You may have heard of some of those systems. For example, a very popular one right now is called Wordpress, okay? W-O-R-D-P-R-E-S-S, Wordpress. WordPress is used by many hundreds of thousands of people, actually. Uh, I think Frank Cairns' website's a WordPress site. Uh, You can download WordPress free of charge. You can use it without any charge. You can go to a site like fiverr.com and find someone who will install WordPress and even add a design for you. And it's easy to use. However, I'm actually not recommending WordPress. Now, I'm not going to go into this in too much detail because I think there's actually a full show to be had here on, you know, on this subject. But long story short, WordPress is actually wide open in terms of security. I've had four websites this year I know about which have been hacked, you know. Uh, There are serious, serious security flaws with WordPress and don't take my word for it, okay? Just go to Google, do a search for WordPress hacked. You may even want to try it on Google News and look at the amount of results which come up. Now, you may skim over this and think, well, it'll never happen to me. Folks, I'm telling you, it happens to good people. Do you know that this very radio show, dcradionetwork.com, a year ago this was on a WordPress website, and it was cool, it looked good, you know, and uh, it ended up, it got whacked, and, you know, I'm a PHP guy, but even I couldn't fix it, and the whole, you know, this whole show that we're doing just now, it was off the air for, I think it was about three months, you know, I had to take everything down and rebuild the whole site, you know, Folks, this is the kind of thing that happens with WordPress, uh, and it's serious, you know? So, for that reason alone, I would avoid WordPress. Now, there's actually other problems with WordPress to do with it's very difficult to expand WordPress and to write modules for WordPress and stuff, but I'm not even going to go into that, okay? What I would say is, is a much better alternative to WordPress is Drupal. That's... D-R-U-P-A-L, Drupal, okay? So, for all of you startups who are thinking of starting out and you want something, I mean, let's face it, you need something with a database, you need something that you can log into from an iPhone or something and update pages, okay? You need that basic functionality. So, for you folks, I would say WordPress is a much better option. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Drupal is a much better option than WordPress. And once again, I would recommend Fiverr.com. Check it out, you can even get free Drupal themes and it's always worth a look. If you have your own custom design, I was talking about that in the last show, you can go to Fiverr and for the price of a cup of coffee, you'll have a Drupal guy convert that into a fully operational content management system. So, you know, That's what you get from this show. I'm the guy who tells you how to get websites for $5. In fact, if you go to DavidConnelly.com, that's me, and the Connelly's C-O-N-N-E-L-L-Y, check out DavidConnelly.com. It's not a really fancy site, but do you know that that site cost me $5? It's actually a Drupal site, and I got it from Fiverr, you know? So that's what's possible with just $5 if you know what you're doing, okay? Now, for all of you serious folks out there, and I know that there's a few of you, for the people who are really, you know, wanting to take things to the next level, maybe, maybe you really want all of this custom lead handling software, maybe you need an online shop or something like that, maybe you need, I don't know, some sort of fancy IT system. For you guys, uh, I actually would recommend probably something like CodeIgniter, okay? Now, what's CodeIgniter, I hear you say? Well, let me tell you. Basically, the language of PHP, right? Uh, one of the challenges with PHP, although it's brilliant, one of the challenges is that all of the PHP developers have their own kind of unique ways of writing applications, and that's a problem, okay? So, with CodeIgniter, now CodeIgniter is what's called a PHP framework. A framework is literally just a bunch of folders, okay? It's just a bunch of folders with some code, and some web developers use those folders to structure websites in a highly organized fashion, okay? Now, when you hire someone who is a PHP developer and they use a PHP framework, then you're pretty sure that you're gonna have a site that'll last and you can be pretty sure that the web developer knows what they're doing, you know? Um, So, there are actually lots of PHP frameworks. If you do a search on Google for best PHP framework, uh, as I speak, anyway, the first place in the rankings is an article written by me. And I actually talk about this in, in some detail. And I list what I happen to think the top five PHP frameworks are, you know. Now, there's developers who listen to this and, you know, they'll talk about other frameworks that they like. And that's fine, you know, we can have that debate. And they're perfectly entitled. I have a friend called Derek and he uses Zend he's a fantastic developer zend is awesome and that's cool okay now it doesn't matter to me whether you you know whether you use code igniter or zend or symphony or fuel php or kohana or cake or any of the other frameworks there's, there's so many of them but the actual php framework that you use doesn't matter just make sure that you use a framework okay Um, I happen to like Codeigniter, I am a Codeigniter developer, but, you know, any framework, as long as it's popular, and you will be cool, okay? So, in summary, listen, I know we've gone over a lot today, okay, but let me just summarise the vibe here. In summary, um, I've been doing this kind of little series on getting out of the rat race and setting up online empires and all of that stuff, okay? And we've talked about domain names, we've talked about hosting, we've talked about uh, website design and all sorts of things, if you've been listening to previous shows. So now I'm talking about the actual system that you should use that holds everything together, okay? And in summary, I'm saying, make sure it's database driven, make sure it uses PHP and MySQL. And by the way, I don't even think there's a a rival. I mean, I don't think there is a credible rival to PHP and MySQL at this point in time, okay? So trust me on this, you know. Now, if you're looking for a fast, cheap, and easy solution, my advice is Drupal. Whatever you do, avoid WordPress. It has major security problems. Whilst I'm on the subject, you may hear people talking about Joomla. Joomla is kind of similar to Drupal and WordPress, but again, avoid it because uh, Joomla is difficult to use. And also, within the last week, it appeared in the kind of IT headlines Joomla has been hacked as well. So, Joomla is not secure. Okay. So, I would say if you're looking for a cheap and cheerful solution, Drupal is the thing to use. If you're looking for a more advanced solution, hire a PHP developer who uses something like Codeigniter, or Zend, and Codeigniter's one word, that's C-O-D-E-I-G-N-I-T-E-R, or Zend, Z-E-N-D, or one of the major frameworks, Symfony, you know, there's tons of them. Okay, now to end on a little bit of self-glorification, Maybe a little bit of advertising. Um, I can tell you that I'm in the process of setting up an agency of elite code igniter developers. And yes, I am going to be one of the developers, at least probably to start off with anyway. Um, the domain name for this is ignitedcoders.com. As I speak, it hasn't seen the light of day, but I'm working on this... And it shouldn't be too long. So, ignitedcoders.com is basically going to be where you go if you want some code igniter development done by people who know their stuff. And in my opinion, this is currently the best technology for building web applications. Now listen folks, I know that today there's some of you thinking, well come on man, I'm not into this programming geeky stuff. Why are we even talking about this? Remember, check out Business at the Speed of Thought by Bill Gates, check out any of the gurus, check out anyone or any website that has gone from zero to making many millions. You will find that how they manage leads and the IT systems they use and all of that stuff is Not only is it important, but it's actually at the heart of the whole business. If you can get this stuff right, the IT stuff, everything else is going to be really easy, okay? Now, you don't have to be, you know, some kind of programming character to handle what I'm saying here. Take the advice, take the tips, and if you've any problems, uh, and you're in the insider club, ding, 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 then you can give me a shout, okay? Remember, the Insider Club is free of charge and it's basically for people who want to hook up with me and we're going to help each other and we're going to do some really cool stuff together, okay? So check out the Insider Club as well if you haven't already joined. Anyway, thank you very much. I'm done. May the force be with you. May the force be with us all. Bye.